0: Mirror, mirror on the wall, what's the most recently logged movie of them all? It, it's it's Snow White. <laughs> it's Snow White. <laughs> oh my God. Hello, hi, I'm Robbie. And I'm Micah. <laughs> well, I just figured we'd cut right to the chase introducing introduce well, you. Yeah, but you're like, oh, I'm Robbie. I'm Robbie. <laughs> and this week we're talking about a very serious movie. I'm, turn- I'm turning into the, the narrator from Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> the narr- He's on the radio. He's I mean, not the no, narrator. He's not technically like the narrator, but he's like the narrator of the movie, I would argue. I think you're wrong. He's like the spiritual narrator. But it doesn't matter. Sure, sure. It <laughs> but i'm robbie he's micah and together we host a podcast called recently logged and you're listening to it right now it's in your ears right now and Probably. uh we're, we're discussing a film this week which we we have revealed in the intro which is a little a <laughs> little out of character for us so. out of character it's just slightly unconventional <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this week we're talking about snow white which the animation history very very old movie very very old movie. well not like very very old i just meant very, and then i like i mean you don't life. really you don't really get too many like full-on movies that much earlier than like the 20s that's true so... Feature- features are tough to come by in like the 1910s for sure um so yeah so i would say this qualifies relatively as very old, very old. Yes. Yes. Yeah. relative this is like a decade out from like the birth of movies <laughs> well i know i'm like it's obviously like an old movie relative to movies but like relative to like general history it's not that old you know i think this was the 30s oh, was 30s <laughs> but yeah we're so talking about new. snow white um, any anything you want to add to the intro Oh <laughs> no we're good we're good let's let's talk about what they need to let's, know let's about what snow you white since you guys know nothing about snow white i'm sure <laughs> So, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is the full title. Oh, right. Uh, it is oh, released man. in 1937. It is rated approved. <laughs> got, a, got that approval rating from the board. <laughs> it's an hour and 23 minutes. Pretty it's impressive. Little, little IMDb description is, Exiled into the dangerous forest by her wicked stepmother, a princess is rescued by seven dwarf miners who make her part of their household. Alexa, play... Uh, Exile by Boney Bear. (laughs) Uh, Quite good. (laughs) It's cast features. uh, Adriana... Oh, gosh. Caslotti? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Harry Stockwell... Interesting. Uh, I, I did not even like register in my brain Lucia to check the Laverne, cast for this. Roy Atwell, which seems silly because like, and others, <laughs> it's they're like the first like major voice acting roles in movie history, and I didn't even bother checking. Uh, directed by William Cottrell. Yes, David Hand and others, <laughs> according to the <laughs> and others question mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first people credited as writing it are the Grimm brothers. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, uh, obviously, for those who don't know, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is an adaptation of an yeah. old Grimm brothers fairy tale. Though we have several several story writers: Ted Sears, Richard Creton, Otto Englander, uh, Dick Richard, Earl Hurd. Yeah, I guess. Harold Demaris, like Dorothy Ann Blank and Webb Smith. An animated movie this old, they wouldn't have like a precedent for how to like organize the upper management <laughs> for uh, an animated film like this because yeah. nothing had really happened. It was nominated to this for. Scale. It was nominated for one Oscar, nice. um, for best music score, good, um, and got an honorary Oscar mm-hmm. for being the first feature-length 2D animated film. Absolutely. Um, which yeah, is a very important like part of its history. It's well, the landmark, man. The first feature length like two D American film. Yeah, crazy. It's pretty crazy. Also, apparently, one of the first films ever to have merchandise made for its release. <laughs> Thank you, Walt Disney Corporation. You've done it. You've started the best trend. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, let's get into let's get into what we think of of this mysterious picture. Let's do it. Right, so so, Robbie, what do you think of of this cultural touchstone, <coughs> touchstone, this this landmark of cinema? I was about to say, I feel like this, landmark uh, is better. <laughs> a better this term. this mo- monumentous occasion <laughs> of, of hand drawn cinema. Who'd have thunk it? Um, I think it's a fun movie. I, I think a pretty great movie. It's a quote fun movie. <laughs> um. I think this era of animation, like, I'm a big fan of, like, 30s and 40s uh, 2D animation. It's very expressive and usually very funny, and I don't know. It's like this weird, like, heightened vaudeville that was really popular yeah, back yeah. then. And I think this movie really excels at using that to its advantage. So yeah, that's, like, the, half of my enjoyment of this movie. All the physicality is very flowy and, yeah. like, goofy and fun. It's crazy. Um, but, like, I don't know. It's a very simple um, movie. I mean, obviously, it's a Grimm's, uh, like, adaptation. They usually write fairly simple, in plot anyway, um, stories. <laughs> well, I say that. There's obviously exceptions <laughs> to that. Um But, like, I don't know. I really dig the atmosphere of this. I like the character designs a lot. Um, There's some great, like, vocal reads. Um, I'm surprised with how, like, young voice acting was. Like, that all of the characters feel so well-defined and great. Which, I mean, part of that's the animation, too. Well, I mean, that and, like, a lot of, you know, voice acting wasn't thought of like voice acting was before that. Like, the voice acting... Was very over the top, even in like animated stuff. It was it was very much feeling like stage acting. Exactly, is, yeah. You know, it's a good thing. You know, the, a lot of enunciation, a lot of big. Whoa. And I mean, <laughs> now, part of that also comes with like the lower audio fidelity of like older movies, which is why they often talk very like loudly and with r- nice round tones round, <laughs> like, round tones. tones exactly <laughs> um but yeah no i'm a, i'm a big fan of the vibes of this one uh, and that's really mostly what it is because it's not like a <laughs> like story movie all that much really it's a collection of like just fun Animated sequences with great music, too. I really like the music. It's so this. funny when the story is resolved with a couple of turns <laughs> oh my of a gosh. page. That is quite funny. Uh, but yeah, I, that's I like, think it's that's like great. uh Disney's Robin Hood levels of just running out of budget to finish your movie. <laughs> oh man, poor Robin Hood. <laughs> and well, <laughs> Prince John was <laughs> oh uh, I love the way that that movie just like. And then this happened, and they all lived happily ever after. Right. <laughs> the conflict is settled completely off screen. I love Robin Hood, man. Great movie. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up giving Snow White a four out of five. Um, nice. In stars, my star rating. What what about you, Micah? What do you what think about of Snow me? White? What do I think of Snow White? I think it's obviously a very, very, very cool movie. Like in <laughs> right. terms in terms of what it's done, in terms of where it was culturally. Um, a lot of it's a lot of its filmmaking and animation for the time period is insane. I mean, there look, are, there even are, not like for the time period, even against like today's animation. No, yeah, yeah. No. It's got a real class to I, it. I mean, there's some shots in this that are just straight <laughs> impressive yeah. and good looking. Like it's just a good looking movie. I yeah. love the background uh painting things and everything kindness oh um, Looks great, <laughs> an art unfortunately lost in modern animation. Yeah, man, bring back the matte paintings, in just in general, really. <laughs> and I think I think where this movie kind of loses, because I because I like the vibes of this too. Mm-hmm. I like the characters, I like the idea, but I do think the story kind of loses me, and I get a little bored because the story is just so clunkily paced. It is. It's not yeah. even the fact that like there's not much story. It's honestly the fact just like the way that it's paced. Because something like Robin Hood, I don't even have a. Problem with the fact that its story cuts or that there's not really a whole lot of plot in Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin you know? <laughs> Hood is even more of just like a vibes movie than this is. Which is, which is fine. That's very, very acceptable, especially in an animated movie that looks this good and mm-hmm. is this like fun Absolutely. and consistently funny. But at the same time, I'm just not that engaged. But it's very cool. That's I, a shame, man. I gave it a three out, three out of five. I can't, I can't see the three out of five. It, it kills me. It eats me up inside. <laughs> I, of course, we're sitting here considering <laughs> ratings for this, and Robbie's like, I'm thinking, you know, a five out of five. No, this. I said a four or a five. Which is, is crazy for this movie, because I do not think this is a perfect movie. I don't know, man. Like, what what more can I really ask for? Like A for- better story. I don't know. I kind of like how it plays out. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, the romance, like, thing, which is the main, like, motivating that's not, force. That's for not even, Snowlight. like, my. Yeah, I was about to say, that's not even my gripe with the yeah. movie. I mean, yeah, I think that's, it's like, a little, the only thing that I don't really like. It's a like little about sloppily it. introduced that her, like, big wish is for a prince to come and yeah. take her away, but, like,. I mean, that's, that's like, <laughs> what she, she wants. I was gonna say, she's yeah. a princess, and she's being kept as a scullery maid, even though she's a princess, so of course she wants a prince to come sweep her away. Well, I mean, her whole opening song is that she's waiting for someone, and then, like, he comes, and then she, yeah, like, I don't immediately out of, out of almost <laughs> any Disney movie, honestly, this is one that I don't have a, that big of a problem with, the fact that the prince is nobody. Yeah. And that, like, the motivations really for romance yeah. are weak, because I don't that's not really what the story is about. Yeah. Um... I think I like a lot of it that I don't know I feel like the the queen stuff is really poorly worked into the really? movie yeah I, I guess I could see that. The Queen, I don't know, the Queen is, like, one of my favorite characters in this. No, I love the just, Queen. She's just, like, a, such a joy to watch anytime she's on screen for this movie. I'm I like, love these are the, are like the best. These are, like, the best scenes in the movie. She's so petty and stupid right? and, like, really bad at <laughs> being so evil, but yet really good at it, too. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. Yeah, she's got, like, a real technical knowledge of all things evil and then just sucks at execution. <laughs> right. Like, dude, the way she conks out, like... <laughs> is so goofy oh. and again as much as people point this out it's so funny she's like oh i must get revenge on snow white allow me to make an ugly potion which again snow white being more beautiful than right? her that's is the whole kickoff of the, the plot and then she's like let me drink this ugly, potion, ugly potion myself <laughs> so that she won't have, recognize she me. could have just house moving castled her right <laughs> dude house moving castle is a direct response to snow white <laughs> confirmed uh, and then yeah she's just a goofy character but i think yeah. actually like the pa- i don't know the pacing of sequences just bothers me it doesn't it doesn't really? keep me engaged that's uh, that's actually something i wanted to praise um watching it this time because i haven't i had not seen it in like six yeah, we have, years or dude, whatever. no it's been like 10 years since we've watched this I, re- I remember re-watching it with like i don't know some kid we were like hanging out with a little while ago i don't recall that um, that might have just been a you thing yeah that's what i think it was so it's it hasn't been quite that long it hasn't been like a decade since i've seen it but it had been a while um, and I was really pleasantly surprised at how engaging it was, like, consistently. Well, I find scene-to-scene scene pretty engaging. Like yeah. Like, each scene is offering you something interesting, exactly, funny, Yeah, cool, and engaging. But just the pacing of the scenes really, like, I don't know, I, I eventually got kind of, like, just turned off to it. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that happening. I was just really into it this time. I don't know why. I was laughing at all the jokes. Well, no, I mean, it's a funny movie. I think, think, again, like you mentioned earlier, its animation is really what extends it to being, like, really funny. Like, there are so many, especially once the dwarves get there, it's just so much fun to watch them just move and do stuff. Almost everything they do is physically funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's one thing I've always liked about Disney's animation, like, especially their early features, um... They really have so much character in all of their movement, which is like the animation principle that they've always bragged on since like day one. um, And for good reason, evidently. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, it, but it really is sad to me personally how much 3D animation has killed so much of their expressiveness, right? I mean, they pioneered some of the most expressive and engaging 2D animation of all time. And what's crazy too is I've been playing um I've been playing Jack and Daxter, Side mm. Tangent here. Yeah, uh, PlayStation game, 2 game. <laughs> and they actually hired some Disney animators <laughs> from like to work on That's that, still so on that game and they really wanted to follow like Disney principles of animation and really make their characters expressive and they're like Low polygon, low textures. This is a PS2 game. In still frame, the, it looks like garbage, kind of. But, but the character movements is so good. There's every single side character, even it's crazy, every dude. character is so expressive and unique and exciting to watch on screen. Even right? even like Jack and Daxter's movements while you're playing the it's game insane, are just dude. really good. And I'm like, man, that why does that modern 3D animation have this expressive of animation? I was actually thinking about um, during the Whistle While You Work sequence, I was like this kind of reminds me of Encanto and then I was thinking back on like how the movement is in that movie and I'm like this is just so like it's so much blander to watch. Yeah I mean I'm personally kind of a true true believer on 2D animation. I think it's just 90% of the time Better, I think any movie in 3D animation would probably look better in 2D animation. Which I mean, it's kind of an unfair comparison. I guess Princess and the Frog would be a better like Princess and the Frog test for that for my theory that it's kind of gotten blander. But even Princess and the Frog just doesn't have the same like bounce or character to it that this does, which is a shame because I like remember how all the dwarves move in this movie. Yeah, and that's not something I can say about really any of the characters in Princess and the Frog. I was about to say there's there's a it's actually interesting um, like. Even thinking, there's only a couple movies I can think of 3D animated that I'm like, yeah, that should be 3D animated stuff like Into the Spider Verse and like yeah. the Lego Movie and stuff like that. Like <laughs> there are movies that necessitate yeah. 3D animation. Any of the Lord and Mel- and, and use it very effectively. <laughs> but I just think on the whole, 2D animation can be so much more, or at least it's allowed to be so much more expressive and beautiful. Which is why I'm um, a big fan of something like Hotel Transylvania or Cloudy yeah, with the Chance of Meatballs, which both of those like actually use their expressive 3D, 3D yeah. animation and i think those are just fine as 3d animated <laughs> movies yeah um but no you're like the the design principles and stuff are at their absolute like roots here yeah which makes the characters just absolute powerhouses of animation They're so funny like dude. each one is just so memorable yeah um, which is crazy because one of them is just like he sneezes <laughs> it's like it's all one play. of them's just happy <laughs> right no it's crazy um that, that's something I'll never stop praising about Snow White. Though. Yeah, no, I mean, crazy. I think Snow White deserves like all of the <laughs> historical recognition and just skill and talent recognition yeah. from the animators who worked on it. Um, again, we were talking about... Um, before we recorded this, that mm-hmm. one sequence when the dwarves, you know, are back home, like they're walking, they're marching back home, dude. Hi ho, hi ho, style. Um, hi ho, hi ho, number. Hi ho, number on their way back home. Uh, <laughs> that took like just that that one shot of them all walking past with, with the their sunset. shadows on the rocks in yeah. the sunset. That took six months to <laughs> animate. People were hand animating. All of that. And because each individual dwarf is so expressive, mm-hmm. it's so difficult. It's crazy to yeah. animate that it took them <laughs> six months to animate just that one, probably like a minute long scene. What's so crazy is this movie's so old that, like, they had... They started production, like, so early on. <laughs> and, like, a lot of the animation that... I, one Another thing I wanted to praise about the animation and everything is that the rotoscope stuff looks surprisingly good. Yeah. Um And, like, also doesn't, like, look stiff or weird like I was worried it might... Well, often Um, they hide some of the most blatant rotoscoping behind other effects. Like, again, like, in the wishing well when she's looking down, that is so clearly rotoscoped, but it's through a water effect. It looks so good, And it looks really good. It looks really natural compared to, like, when it kicks back up to the normal shot you hardly like unless you're looking for it it doesn't stand out I mean a lot yeah most of the human characters in this when they move it's a human reference very very plainly but the like actual physical performers for all of the roles are surprisingly good (laughs) I was really shocked at like how expressive the evil queen was and like all that I'm like man this is crazy yeah it's very interesting too because we talk about like expressiveness of animation because that's clearly a standout here Mm -hmm. but honestly it's interesting to think about that the least expressive character in the entire thing is snow white and she's still pretty expressive, yeah. but it's so interesting to me. And I mentioned this while we were watching it, how like barren her face is in design, like even <laughs> right. Thinking, Very minimal design. Thinking about like the queen, Especially the queen in, like, mm-hmm. witch form and all of the dwarves. Yeah. They have very defined lines in their face. They have very defined features on their face. Right, especially the queen in witch um, form. She's got, like, that wart and they have, like, to do different coloration on it right? each and, time. But Snow that's White crazy. is practically, like, this. Like her face almost <laughs> operates as, like, a blob half right? the time. No, no, she she really is just, like, an anamorphous blob and then they put the clothes and, and I, like, makeup and stuff. And again, I'm assuming that's to make... Like the rotoscoping process easier, they could just draw the outline of her face and then kind of fill it in. (laughs) Kind of fill it in, yeah. Which great, great idea because she's on screen the most out of anyone. Yeah, but it makes her a very unique looking character to watch, and Mm -hmm. really makes her performance like carry the character's expression and everything hard. Yeah, no, it's it's very impressive. I'm like still kind of shocked that Snow White works as well as she does because I kind of. Like, to my memory watching this when I was younger, I remember her being kind of bland. Like, when I was watching it, like, I never really was like, Oh, look, it's Snow White. I was like, Oh, it's Snow White. (laughs) Um, But this time I was like, yeah, she's like, I don't know, kind of killing it. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so let's let's move on to to a question since right. we actually didn't kick off with a the question there. We've the just question. been we've just been doing organic discussion. You. Time to chop the flow off. Yeah, we don't want to we don't want to we here. don't want to be on a flow, but I want to I want to <laughs> shift from wow. uh animation talk a little bit to story talk. Story talk. Um what do you think of like the use of the dwarves in the story dwarves. itself? It's, um <laughs> I don't know, like, how are they really using this story? exactly? Like, what do you? They think really of, don't do think of the way purpose. this like all gels together as a story. I should say it's very interesting because I was kind of like this past time watching it. Like, I was kind of like searching for what the point of Snow White is. Like, <laughs> in the Grimm fairy tale, it's pretty easy to read it as just like oh love you know is powerful force like yeah but a lot of the stuff that makes the grim fairy tales like message pop out uh, is kind of glossed over here yeah exactly like it, it feels like a very different kind of story it feels more about like i don't know kind of motherhood in a way and also like just general good-naturedness in humanity. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's very strange, because the romance doesn't feel necessary here at all. No, it's, it's honestly... <laughs> which is crazy. Like... Outside of its, like, almost MacGuffin status, as <laughs> they, they need a romance, yeah. so there's going to be a romance yeah. uh, for the plot. Um, <laughs> but, like, really the <laughs> big draw is, like, there's nothing. The yeah, I was about to say, there's nothing romantic-based in the storyline. There's nothing even shown, besides at the beginning, when she's, like, kind of locked up. Mm-hmm. There's no real show of loneliness from Snow White while she's with the dwarves. Exactly, yeah. Um, She seems pretty... And she's even pretty happy just in the woods. Right? Once the animals, (laughs) like, surround her, she's like, oh, I'm so happy now. Also, major flex for, like... 30% thirty percent of this movie to have like hordes of moving animals during the whole thing which is insane to think about oh, animated there's so many different scenes with so many different moving things it's in it crazy. and you're like oh my gosh uh, even like dude every time there's water on screen it looks outstanding I don't know how they did that but again with yeah. <laughs> the animation yes yeah. um, um but like the actual dwarves in the story it's it's very interesting because like i I think a lot of my like personal enjoyment and like any sort of emotional stakes that I get in this movie are, like, just Snow White, like, teaching the dwarves manners and whatnot. Like, yeah, just having I a good say, time to say, because most of the story, most of the actual <laughs> plot of the movie is take a place with her, like, teaching these dwarves little life lessons right. and being kind of, like, a parent to them because they're, like, barely... I don't know how they didn't, like, all get sick and die and living in their it's house. It's hilarious. Like, the dwarves' house is, like bachelor pad HQ it's so funny (laughs) Uh, I love I love the dwarves in general though like they're such unique characters and the fact that like they all have this one little trait, but they're all extremely similar outside of that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they all, like, mine for some reason. They even acknowledge <laughs> that they have no reason to be mining in the song, right. because, they, like, literally they're just taking all of their they're jewels, the piling jewels them in a mine, or <laughs> in a vault, and then they're not even, like, they, they take a joke to, like, see the show that they leave the key there, because they just don't care. Right. Like, they don't, they're not using the jewels for anything. And most other adaptations I've ever seen of Snow White have made, like, these Dwarves like taking the dwarves in different directions, mm-hmm. try to do things with like the dwarves. giving them a vocation or just some kind of like weird goal in yeah, life, a reason yeah. why they're mining. If they keep that as part of their character, yeah. like just all of these different things. But in this one, the dwarves just kind of exist; they're just there, and, and, and they ex- do what they do. They do what they do. Snow White comes in, and maybe she teaches Grumpy to not be so misogynistic. Right? I was about to say he shouldn't be called Grumpy; he should be called misogynist <laughs> because that's what dude. He it's is. really funny to me that like especially nowadays there's still like a bunch of grumpy merch i think out of anything mm-hmm. snow white there's yeah. so much grumpy merch and i think people have this perception of him <laughs> being like this kind of goofy grumpy character who's just kind of grumpy about everything yeah but he's not he's specifically just grumpy at everything snow white related because she expressly because she's a girl it's so he funny. hates women it's so funny because like you have to assume that he's like grumpy all the time, but like we don't see him be grumpy until Snow White is no, on. Literally, the scene. <laughs> literally any other moment you watch his. I was paying attention to him in the mass of the dwarf. Anytime yeah. they're moving as a mass, he just is like he's just there. Just there. He's, just he's, he whatever. seems fine. Seems cool, unless Snow White is directly <laughs> affecting them. Oh, which, he is hu- hates women. which is hilarious to me that like all of these old guys now are like getting these like grumpy aesthetic shirts that say like, is it Monday yet? Or something it's like so that. Funny. And you're like, wow, misogynistic man. It's <laughs> so funny. That, I really like grumpy in this movie. No, he's funny. He's a funny character. I just think I like specifically <laughs> the way his merchandise is nowadays is so funny to me, given the actual nature of his character. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting, like, the legacy of this movie in general. Just amongst modern Disney with the whole, like... I don't know. I I thought about it because of the whole like hundred anniversary of the park thing. Yeah, it's honestly like the least Disney princess feeling <laughs> of the like official Disney princess properties because it you know it wasn't trying yeah. to be a Disney princess. And yeah, Snow there was White, no precedent for that yet. I was going to say, it's Snow White as a princess and their adaptation of the story is so loosely tied to the fact that she's a princess. <laughs> like she doesn't even have to be a princess really for the story to work. I was like, yeah, for the story they present, she could have just been anyone. She could have just who been was anyone. Beautiful. Who was Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, like her only defining trait is that she's beautiful. I was about to say, you only get the fact that, like, she's that's her stepmother and that she's being forced to be a scullery maid, like, in the opening book stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You read that and then the story starts. It's Uh, crazy. But you could cut that and the story would still make sense. You would just think, oh, she's just some scullery maid some, some scullery <laughs> and then they start calling her a princess and you're like what <laughs> so it's very odd that yeah. this was like and you really you could say an earnest Cinderella is what kicked off the yeah, it's princesses, more princesses yeah. but like it's very interesting that this is like included <laughs> yeah no it's odd that she is a princess at all in my mind every time I read it which I think that's it, that's the way it is in the grim no, yeah, fairy tale no yeah she's a princess in the grim I mean the yeah. grim fairy tale has a lot more plot than this right <laughs> Yeah. uh, Grim fairy tales almost always have a very clear thing they're going for. And this doesn't really have a thing that it feels like it's going for. Like I said, it really just feels like a movie that's like telling you to be nice to people at the end of the day. That's really what I got from it the most, which is crazy. And that everyone needs, I don't know, motherly love, I guess. Right? Yeah, because like, <laughs> half of this movie is literally just like, Snow White singing a song, like, kicking back with the uh, dwarves. Da, 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 da. Or like, teaching them, like, not to pick their nose or whatever. Exactly. You know? Like, it's that kind of thing. And that's that's about That's like it. the most of the movie. She's just she's just te- <laughs> and teaching the animals how to clean the house properly. Dude, I love the animals. Shout out to the animals. For so real. maybe, maybe, Rabbi maybe it's... <laughs> A true uh misogynistic movie of its time and it's just trying to be a role model to girls to tell them that all they're good for is cooking and cleaning and men will be a mess without them i was trying to think that i was like i'm like i what think is? that's i think that's an unfair read of the movie but i think that's funny yeah because i was like well maybe like snow white will be problematic or whatever and i was thinking back on it because like most of what she does is just like cook and clean but like i don't know it shows a really sweet side of like womanhood back then Which, I mean, obviously, like, she's a scullery maid before that. Back then, right? Back in the day. (laughs) No, I think it just shows a sweet side of, like, helping people out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she teaches the dwarves to be more tidy, not just cooks and cleans I know I know exactly I'm like it teaches them a valuable lesson I I really think it's quite good and it has aged surprisingly well it is it is really funny though I don't know if this is entirely true but it wouldn't surprise me Uh, when I was looking up stuff about this movie apparently according to to what I found this was Adolf Hitler's favorite movie (laughs) praising which is uh, interesting interesting (laughs) and it's based off of a German fairy tale to be fair (laughs) that's true very true Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't have a segue from there. My guy really brought the room. Do you, down. Do, you, do you just think it's funny? Do you have another question, though? Another question. Um, not really. No, <laughs> that's it. That's all you have to say about Snow White. No other thoughts. Well, I'm just in trying to think of something that like. What about the conclusion of the story? Right? Oh, yeah. What do you think of the conclusion of the I story? Think of the conclu- I think the conclusion... I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem with this movie, is I don't have any problem, like I said, with like the actual idea of a story being as bare bones as it is, because yeah. really, it is it is like just a, a carrying for these fun sequences. It didn't mm. have much of a plot, because, I mean, it was one of the first animated movies <laughs> ever made, right? and, you know, they didn't do that for it it was much easier to write just individual sequences and give those sequences to teams and have them you know you do yeah. the sequences, put them all together. There's yeah. some kind of narrative formed. Um, so it's not as plot heavy as it could be. Mm-hmm. And that would, and it would have made it be a lot harder in production if it was more plot heavy. And you know, it's fun. Each individual sequence, like I said, brings a, a lot, lot of fun. to offer. Yeah. And I have no problem with the fact that like after Snow White eats the apple, that it just kind of, <laughs> you know, resolves. Right. But at the same time, Snow White as a story, as a character with these dwarves, It just feels so, like misplaced. It feels like again that this shouldn't be a Snow White story. Like in that sense, it shouldn't. It but it kind of, like I don't know. I'm kind of just. Again, checked out of the movie by the time we actually like like anytime it's actually going for like book plot. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that, and I honestly think that's the thing holding it back from being like a five for me. Like, if it was just Snow White, like teaching these dwarves like little life lessons and singing songs and stuff, like I think that would be like pretty well, and much I, a perfect and I movie. like again, I love the queen and I love the idea. Yeah, exactly. Of that I really stuff, like, the but queen. it just doesn't gel. Like, mm-hmm. there's something about the movie that doesn't fully gel into an actual like. Well, it has nothing to do with the plot of the dwarves. Like, uh, yeah, really the a, dwarves are there at, like, in the final, like, act of the movie. The little, like, final sequence. Just to, like, try and rush back and get to Snow White. And then they're too late. They don't I was about to they. say, they, they, chase, they chase the queen and kind of indirectly they don't even, lead to her death. Very indirectly. I mean, she wouldn't have run up there if yeah. they weren't chasing her. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's not like they kill her or something. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, they are very, like, separate ideas. Because, like, it, really Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, this movie, feels more like just, like, a hangout movie with Snow White and the Seven Dwarves than, like, an actual adaptation of the grim fairy tale. Yeah, which, Because it feels so tacked on. I was about to say, which is fine, but yeah. at the same time, it does disconnect me from some of the scenes even though i think each individual individual scene even the ones that deal with the story like i again mm-hmm. i love the queen scene of the queen Any scenes. almost any scene the queen <laughs> is in is so much fun so yeah. the most fun you have in the movie right but like it just doesn't like again it just doesn't it feels so together. disconnected when the prince comes you're just like well yeah, well, oh, yeah. okay <laughs> all right but yeah the actual ending itself is very kind of it's almost bizarre I don't know. It, feel, it feels like it was like a deleted scene. Or I was going to say, if you didn't know that this was like, if you didn't know Snow White, if uh-huh. Snow White wasn't what it was today, if I had no recollection, because the story, the fairy tale itself was really popular when this movie came out mm-hmm. and then it was made you know, forever in our public conscious popular by Disney. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just trying to, I'm trying to picture somebody's reaction to how this movie works. Yeah. Who did not know of the fairy tale. The context of of knowing. Snow White. Yeah. Who did not know of any of this and just watched the movie. I wonder what their thoughts would be. They'd probably be like, what the heck, dude, where did, (laughs) where'd the queen go for like half of the movie? (laughs) It's very funny. Like and the prince is only in like three scenes. No, he's in like two scenes. He's in like two scenes is not even... <laughs> um, it's also really funny, too, and we, we were laughing about this at the end of the movie, when the prince takes her off to her kingdom. Dude, she's, like, riding horseback. It, it looks out, and the kingdom is shown to be in the clouds. It's like this golden... It could just be framing, <laughs> but it's this golden, shining city in the clouds. Oh, the clouds. And we're like, well, it's heaven. She died. <laughs> I was about to say, I really like the idea that, like, it was supposed to be, like, implied that she died, like... And has now gone to heaven with her prince. I think that's really... I think that's a fun idea. She taught valuable lessons to the dwarves and now is going off to heaven with her prince. Which is... I think, actually, if... I think if they kept the beginning more vague and then just, like, had her allude to, like, wanting a love and then, like, that was the ending, I think it would read that way. Like, that she had Yeah, because it's very... I I think it's very (laughs) interesting that they have, like, a prayer scene in the movie. Uh Uh-huh. Because, you know, the original fairy tale is very far removed from, like christian prayer yeah um well i mean even they even have snow white like praying before she goes to sleep that one yeah like it's just it's very (laughs) odd to have that stuff in there and then have this weird framed (laughs) shot as the kingdom that's my head going i'm gonna recut recut snow white cut out like the beginning exposition and just have like the queen be like i'm gonna kill snow white and then like the huntsman goes after her and she runs away and then, like we we never see the prince in the beginning of the movie. I think it would be better. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it's it, my pitch. It's so interesting. Yeah, but then it's but then it would be why? Why is he kissing her? Is is he kissing her. Kissing her. Well, no true love's kiss. Like because he would be a figment of her imagination in that in yeah, that that's version true. of the movie, going which is why I think going it Going be all better. going all Del Toro on exactly <laughs> it's pretty much just Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> exactly. I'm saying Pan's Labyrinth, Snow White. That's that's the process. That's what it should have been. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. What an interesting movie, you know. But man, it's such a cool movie. Again, I'm trying to think of more to talk about. But honestly, everything, everything my mind comes back to because I think that's about all you can say about the story. It's a very simple weird plot. Story. Fun weird movie. plot. Each individual scene is really fun and yeah. brings a lot of really good comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many good like beats and like it's goofy, so much goofy fun, bits dude. and literally songs. like almost every single like joke in this like every single facial expression is almost like almost always funny to me. And this is and this is pre like Broadway musical style mm-hmm. Disney musicals, So yeah. like all of the songs are just fun little ditties yeah, they're thrown very, in. Very simple, like two instrument songs where they're dancing around, the birds are tweeting. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's a good time, And man. then, again, my mind just always comes back to how gorgeous the animation so is. So beautiful, man. Um, the different reflective elements, the water, the... How about the Huntsman's Knife? The <laughs> Huntsman's Knife, the mo- the motion of the characters themselves, yeah. the really cool blend of your more rotoscoped characters, like Snow White, and then your, like obviously not rotoscoped (laughs) characters like your dwarves um you'd think it would look weird together but like they mesh so well because of the size difference and everything the way they interact with the environment yeah it's so interesting (laughs) because even the animals are like kind of blobby compared to Snow White. Yeah. I was about to say and their beards cover half of like the difficult animation that they would have to be doing. I was about to say it was smart thinking. There were a lot of really smart decisions when it came to animating this. I love how they're often kind of like blobbed together whenever they're moving. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, man, it's it's just such a joy of a movie. I did have another question though, Oh, oh he's got the questions. Um, do you have like a favorite musical sequence in this or even even just a favorite sequence in general? I think if you I think, to pick a non-musical one i think my favorite sequence or musical sequence would definitely mm. be and i mean this is probably like the most iconic one from the movie <laughs> but the one with the dancing yeah and the, little with the little accordion piano accordion thing, yeah. thingy. <laughs> it's just fun it's and it's it's, it's, so it's the fun, epitome yeah. of like this is the most fun that they're all having together they're just they're just enjoying their time together and that's and so you enjoy your time with them and there's a bunch of fun little beats and jokes and i just really it's a fun song it's such a it's such a sweet movie that's that's really like what snow white boils down to like when i watch it again like watching it this time i was like this is such just like a Cozy movie. Yeah, it really like, like it a is. very comforting movie. Um, one of my favorite scenes or like sequences normally would mm-hmm. actually be like f- f- the queen planning. <laughs> for the spell like the whole spell to yeah. when she's leaving on the boat oh my god uh, there's that's so much fun stuff in there so funny, and the man. animation flexes with the potion yeah, is crazy man. there's there's this, some, there's some this one stuff. shot she's holding up the goblet of her potion <laughs> yeah. there's the reflection of her face in the goblet the goblet is smoking this really interesting textured looking smoke right? that's filling half the screen and then the green glow of the potion that's bubbling <laughs> is filling the other half of the screen while you see her hand shot and the reflection of of her face been. and that's like a shot and it looks beautifully like it like beautifully composed the colors it are. it stays uh, on it for so long yeah and <laughs> like dude that's insane <laughs> on top of there just being some really funny jokes throughout that sequence mm-hmm. um i, I love, really like the i love ravens. when she i love when she's walking through the dungeon and the, and yes. the skeleton just about to reach the water yes. that's so good it's a great bit like dude. that's that's one of my favorite like <laughs> scenes from the movie oh yeah um hard agree yeah <laughs> i was about to say i was trying to think of like what queen scene i think <laughs> i would think of um but yeah favorite musical sequence um i really like the tidying up the house one. Um, oh yeah that one is really fun actually over that one i think i would actually choose like the hand washing one that one's a lot of fun mm, too yeah that's fun. um but i think the dance like with the organ and everything is obviously i the, the best it's one very iconic yeah. for disney what are you gonna do <laughs> i hate to pick it but it is probably the better one in the movie um but yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. I, was I, to say, I, I might actually go with the same pick for favorites. I was about scene. to say, any given, any given scene in this movie, though, is genuinely really fun. Like, I wouldn't complain yeah. about watching pretty much any scene from this movie. And it's brief enough that there's not a whole lot of room for, like... A lot of annoying scenes that dragged on too long. Yeah, you mentioned, like, it being, like... Or or I've mentioned, too, um, it being kind of plotless for a lot of the movie. But, like, honestly, I I wouldn't want a lot of plot beats for something like this. Yeah, you'd have to completely change what the movie Mm -hmm. was going for. And I think it fits... uh, Like, again, I think it's pretty beautiful as a project on its own mm-hmm. i just don't think it's that good of like a movie movie as an um, adaptation of the grimm's fairy tale it kind of fundamentally fails <laughs> um and i think I, I don't know i think as like a hangout kind of movie i think it works <laughs> call me crazy but it's really it's just fun and it's cool and <laughs> it's a cool movie dude what what can you do it's snow white <laughs> yeah oh man it's it's history, That's you true, know, man. and I think, I think watching it and appreciating that and appreciating all the hard work that went into it, give it plenty of like value and entertainment factor outside of the actual, like kind of sloppy, slightly unengaging story. I don't know, man. I I don't find the story that unengaging. I don't know. But... Like, midway towards the end, I was just clocking out at the movie. I was like, ooh. <sighs> That's, I mean, I can't really, like, argue for, like, I can't be like, oh, Snow White's got the perfect screenplay. <laughs> How can you be unengaged? There's an obvious payoff here <laughs> in this scene. Um, but like, the, I don't know, but there's not. the vibe, the vibes are enough to, to hold me over until we get to like more queen a stuff. And then a the man end. cannot live on vibes alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun yeah no it's a very it's a very very neat movie that i i think especially again people get a very interesting picture of it in this like in my mental image was a lot of Um, like a lot different than what i i think this is i think this is a movie movie that warrants that warrants a rewatch if you Mm -hmm. haven't seen it in a while because it's very interesting and it's very cool to watch with the knowledge of its historic significance because like again the last time i watched (laughs) this uh, you know i probably was told by my parents that it was like oh this is the first animated movie but I was Baby like, "Wow, brain. that's amazing! Good yeah. for it." <laughs> I was like, "Baby brain, movie time! Oh look, it's music." <laughs> I remember, I remember the first time I watched this too. I could picture it in my mind, and I think it's the only time I had actually watched it. Um, we were in—that's <laughs> crazy—we were in our parents' bedroom, and we projected it onto the wall. Oh, and cool. I ate. Peanut butter, cheese, and crackers. I feel like I remember that. Yeah, that was a long time. Yeah, I specifically remember that. I don't know how that was so long ago. Um, The dish of choice with this movie: cheese and crackers, (laughs) a little bit of peanut butter, a little bit of peanut. Yeah, I mean, what's what's what can go wrong? Go wrong. But no, it's a very interesting movie to come back to, mm-hmm. and I think it's it brings a lot of interesting thoughts for how Disney progressed, what this movie has been used for culturally oh, from yeah. Disney... Which are, I don't know, every every Disney thing I've seen that relates to this movie does not capture the vibe of the movie yeah, at all. it's very strange. Uh, I mean, we were just at Disney, and they have, like, the mine train and everything, and, like, there's just a lot of different things that just don't feel very Snow White-y. No, it's, it's the use of its legacy by Disney, and, you know, just its legacy in general is kind of an interesting... Uh, like thing to study with how the movie actually is like it's just a very like chill like music movie with some funny guys that's like wow isn't this (laughs) isn't this so sweet yeah it's like again, I thought I thought it was really funny. I was like, it's just like the Minions. Oh no, Minions! But <laughs> it is Despicable gonna... Me for real, <laughs> dude. Imagine if the Minions movie was like them, like having actual interesting, like funny antics instead of whatever Crazy. the plot was supposed Crazy. to be. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's the okay. Hate hate the Minions, if you will. They can be used to fu- some fun effect. Hence, oh yeah, the original Despicable they're Me. Despicable Me, their the minions funny, are dude. pretty funny. They're pretty funny, and you know why? Because they have nothing. They're just there they're as just, funny little things. They're just vibing, dude, and that's great. They're doing like Dilbert bits in the first one, which <laughs> I'm a big fan of. <laughs> so, like, why is the Minions movie this weird plot-heavy good... thing? Why not just make it some goofy little? <laughs> It's, just bit movie it's so funny to me that the despicable me franchise has become like an espionage franchise i think i think despicable me movie well i think uh the, the minions movies have like more plot focus than any of the despicable right? me movies which is hilarious because this should be the exact in both opposite, of the minions yeah. movies is depressingly awful <laughs> dude. rise of grew rise of Gru makes a little more sense but like honestly the minions movie like i don't even know i couldn't even tell you dude it's Something about like a wolf or in a dress. No, or something. no, the queen, the queen, Ravi. <laughs> They're trying to become the queen of well, England. They succeed, and then like the villain. Uh, well no lady. they don't succeed Like, like, they, she hires them it's to weird. steal the crown and they steal the crown but then Bob takes the crown takes the and crown. then he becomes the king of England and she's like that's not what's supposed to happen I was supposed to become the queen of England yes. uh, so then she immediately takes them out because they're little it's so pills weird. and then somehow there's more plot after that I don't remember what happens in that movie dude <laughs> yeah minions. Snow White, Snow White though Good movie, animation history, baby. <laughs> We're, look how far we've come. <laughs> now we can watch Minions, The Rise of Gru, The Rise of Gru, mm. featuring a song by Wise Blood Manga. Oh yeah, pretty good song actually. <laughs> but yeah that's that's all i really have to say about snow white yeah Uh, again again, i gave it a three out of a three out of five i think that's a pretty fair i think that's a fair rating it's a good movie but i don't think it's like a great movie i wouldn't be as sad if you gave it a three and a half but i just didn't feel like it it met the three and a half qualifications for me it just didn't it didn't feel the three more power power to you it's not something i would go out of my way to turn on yeah it's not like a it, it, I think it is a technical masterpiece, but I could very easily see it like become unengaging for someone. Yeah, it's it's far so. more interesting to me on a cultural and like artistic level yeah. than it is on an actual movie yeah. level. Yeah, that's fair. Again, I give it a four out of five. I think it's a extremely solid movie. I would watch it over like Sleeping Beauty any day any of their like really early disney entries i think it's one of the more fun ones yeah it's, it's very interesting thinking cuz like cinderella i think is one of the more bland ones in my <laughs> right. opinion there's Leading a lot of like, dumb plot stuff i was going to say they get a lot more like after this they get a lot more plot focused mm-hmm. and and that's not always a good thing <laughs> yeah oh man what was going on in black cauldron dude Black cauldron. Black cauldron. I mean that was a lot later though. I know. It's I already know. up in like the 70s almost. Still, I don't know. It, Disney has a weird history. Actually that's that's movies. later than the 70s. I think Isn't that like a 90s movie? That, yeah it's like an 80s or 90s movie. The Black Cauldron, Black cauldron is cauldron. so recent. I know but it, <laughs> it, it's it got like, the similar vibe where it's like a bunch of weird plot stuff like dragging the whole vibe of the movie down. Because the, the vibe's in Black Cauldron Immaculate. The plot <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> well, to be fair, the plot of the Black Cauldron was absolutely skewered, destroyed, burned, yeah. torched, and melted by uh, Mr. Katzenberg. Yeah, literally, Ugh. dude. Literally, Man. they had they had the movie, and it was already cut down a ton. And then he was like, "You have to cut twenty minutes off your movie." Which is insane. Which it's almost unintelligible now. Yeah, like literally, it is a terrible movie honestly i think it's bad and, it, yeah. and i think i know it has its i'm sure points. i'm sure it was a fine movie honestly before they uh-huh. made them cut that much you just can't do that to a movie <laughs> that had already been cut down that much it's crazy dude Ugh. Yeah. disney shout out to katzenberg <laughs> oh my gosh dude but yeah that's snow white um thank you for listening to our discussion of snow white. now we're gonna go on to the what we watched segment let's do it so for those of you who do not know the what we watch segment is a short little segment we do in the end where we talk about all the other movies we've watched since our last episode we give some brief thoughts a rating and you know we just we talk about them yeah <laughs> indeed we do uh, we're going from I think the 15th yeah uh, this week um, March 15th baby did not watch very much no. yet again yet again we've been very busy um not a whole lot of time to watch movies. <laughs> yeah. But what do we start with, Remy? Uh, on the 15th, we sat down and popped in the Blu-ray for Green Room, a little 2015 thriller slasher thingy. I don't know. I guess it's not really a slasher. <laughs> it's not really a slasher. <laughs> but it is a thriller. It is a thriller. <laughs> um, which, yeah, this was this was an interesting one. Yeah. I'd been looking forward to it for a long, long time. It has, it has really, really great energy. I love the cast. Um... <laughs> patrick stewart is a very stewart, odd inclusion he's such a good cast for this man i don't know i don't know who the casting director was but they were <laughs> they were doing their job well Let ne- me tell neo-nazi you. patrick Stewart. neo-nazi pa- patrick stewart <laughs> everything that i didn't even know i needed from a movie <laughs> um, anton yelchin i think is how you say his name very uh, cool. Yeah. I've liked him in, like, everything I've seen him in, but also very depressing because I found out that he, like, died after watching this. Yeah. Which I was like, dang. What the heck? Which is a shame. Yeah, I was about to say he's killing it here. He's been great in everything I've seen him in, though. No, I, I, Yeah, that's what I said. Like, yeah. I've loved him in everything I've seen him in. And, yeah. But what did, what did you think of the movie? You uh, really said? Yeah, I was about to say, the film itself, I think, is, like, a really fun kind of... I don't know, like, contained thriller, which I'm a big fan of. Um, I really liked the cinematography. A lot of the story framing is really cool. Um, I liked a lot of the, like, punk rock aesthetics. I think it worked really well for, like, the tone of the movie and making the setting a bit more interesting um, than just, like, a regular, like, I don't know, hostage situation. (laughs) Um, And a lot of the, like, Nazi stuff is handled pretty well. I, I, I had a great time with it. I think Green Room... Pretty darn good movie, if you ask me. Uh, I ended up giving it a 5 out of 5. so uh... which, is, which is crazy, because uh, it's not a 5 out of 5 movie. I really enjoyed it, uh, but I definitely think the screenplay has a lot of major problems. I think it definitely ends on a little bit of a lesser note than I wish it did. Yeah, the it's ending is a, a little, little strange. It's paced a little poorly. It doesn't fully, like... Seem like it should all work together, and I don't think it does. But when it's doing really fun stuff, it's really really fun. Yeah, I the, it, the standout f- stuff I think is really the action and the and the cast. I gave it a four out of five. Yeah, uh, pretty solid. Then, then on the fifteenth, uh, I also watched. Uh, Wong Kar Wai's Fallen Angels. Who have sunk it? Um, which is my second Wong Kar Wai film. I have the big box set, of The World of Wong Kar Wai. Wow! Uh, so I was excited to like start getting through it. This was the one I was actually most excited about, and lo and behold, it was really, really, really great. I liked it even Who'd more than In it? the Mood for Love. Um, <laughs> it's so cool. It's shot so, so well. Like, this thing is insane. I've never seen another movie that looks quite like this. Uh, The cast is really great. And although it's a little bit of an odd story to watch unfold, like, especially the way it goes about telling it, it's kind of hard to track what's happening a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. I think the way it ends and a lot of the different emotion behind it is really, really strong. And I think on a rewatch especially, it would be very, like, it would be it would be insane it's such a good movie and it's nice. not too long so it's not like overstaying its <laughs> welcome or anything with it's a little bit more confusing like presentation well, i mean it's um, in the top like what 250 of letterbox yeah I don't know, it's got like a 4.2 <laughs> average i don't know anybody who's seen fallen angels who doesn't like right. fallen angels like it's like it's a pretty great movie if you ask me and then- <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's yeah. really, it's just really fantastic. No kidding, man. <laughs> uh, I give it a five out of five. If I you can imagine, can't wait to see it. No, it's great, <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, and then the next day, figured we'd give this a shout out, even though it's not like a movie, I mean, it's, quote it's, unquote, it's feature length. It it's is a movie. It's a, it's a feature. The length Halloween thing. special is a movie. Yeah. Um, so we watched the MTV scream like television series Halloween special, uh, which is. Interesting. I had I had not watched the rest <laughs> of the the show. I was I not just interested. Venged, the like show the first did not two two look seasons. very good. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to catch this because it was a loggable movie. And it's it was a scream movie. Michael. A quote unquote massive, giant quotes scream movie. <laughs> wow! <laughs> because there is not a single thing in this movie that actually has to do with Ghostface plot wise. Not even like their show Ghostface or anything. Like they reference it, uh, I mean, but the actual killer yeah. in this is some lame like weird island thing. It has literally like literally, it's just a completely different, tiny contained story and mystery within this yeah it functions more as a scooby-doo thing than a scream thing (laughs) right and like you know it's fine it's not the worst thing in the world the cast is fine yeah i think it really just suffers from like a bad mystery and like the killer reveal is like terrible it's awful (laughs) and like why why can't it be ghost face why do we have to have this weird burlap sack mask sheer killer well, I mean, like With a lame plot. I don't think they ha- could use like the Ghostface like mask or anything in the show until the l- well, third no, season. No, I'm saying their Ghostface mask. You're Ravi. saying Brandon James, yeah? Their it's expressly Ghostface in the show. Is it not? No, it's Brandon James. But do they not call him no, Ghostface at any point? His name is well, Brandon is, James, but and he had his multiple killers. Robbie, no, it's not just one guy. No, he had a certain. There was this guy called Brandon James who was alive before any of the cast members. And then, like he he had a surgical mask that he had to wear, and people are putting on like m- that mask and killing it That doesn't people. make any sense as so a surgical mask Why No, does it like look like that he was he was born like hideously deformed in the show, Wow, and then they kept trying to fix his face with like surgery, so they would custom build him face masks each time they performed surgery on him. Wow, they're doing a real bad job at the (laughs) surgery, then. There was, like, six masks. And, like, um, in the first season, like, people keep, like... Recreating it and putting it on it's it's not a ghost face it's mask. a ghost face mask it, <laughs> at any rate it could have been and i will call him ghost face because he has a ghost face looking mask wears a ghost face looking garb and kills people like ghost face i see in a scream in television a television show, television show yeah. he is ghost
1: face
0: <laughs> but yeah very boring would never think about it again the actual movie um i don't know i think the cast is a lot more like charming and has a lot more chemistry in the special than they do in a lot of the show but maybe that's more of a like criticism of the show than a praise for this <laughs> i don't know i i still had fun with it it's not very like great or good um but i ended up giving it a three out of five i thought I it was give all it right. a two and a half out of five yeah uh then on the 19th i watched the ritual the ritual uh, netflix original horror movie <laughs> Netflix original. Yikes! Pro- produced executive producer of Andy Serkis. Really? Yeah, that's funny. Um, I never quite know what to think of that of that right. it Could mean anything, right? Um, very odd movie. <laughs> It's, it's a shame that it's not better. I know a lot of people know about this movie because of its creature design, mm. which is very, very sick. I need to watch um, it. <laughs> and there's a lot of, like, in the latter half, there's a lot of really fun stuff. Because in the latter half, it becomes, like, Resident Evil 4 via, like, weird Norse mythology. Yeah. And it's really, really good. cool. In uh, the first half, it's, like, a bunch of British guys being, like, Oi, bruv, in the woods, isn't it? <laughs> it's and in then, the woods. Isn't it? <laughs> and then somebody wow. twists their egg. Like, it's that for, like, <laughs> the, for probably like 40 minutes that's of this 90 minute horror movie <laughs> that's hilarious um but once it actually gets going i genuinely think it's pretty fun uh i actually liked the the lighting in the woods stuff like at night that's how i hard liked, to do i yeah i liked how everything looked in the woods i thought when it was dark it was good to be dark and when they used flashlights and stuff they lit things well good um that's that's a tough task man and i mean the creature design is just cool and like it surprisingly looks really good i don't know what budget this thing had but also there are a lot of other effects too when they get into like the the creepy resident village stuff like nice you know there's a lot of just fun effects little details it's not like the craziest story in the world and i don't like the way it ends but you know whatever (laughs) i give it a three out of five movie regardless (laughs) nice um I guess after that we watched a a little film called Lady Vengeance yeah pretty good my second Park Chan-wook film my third I suppose um yeah, I mean Lady Vengeance or Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Which is should be a If you want the title. correct title. Literally literally <laughs> literally we've been talking about this since Robbie start Robbie watched Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance Yes. and we we're talking about all these movies and we were going through them all and we we're like, "Man, why is this one called Lady Vengeance?" We just kept calling it. we were like, "Why isn't it called Sympathy why isn't for it Lady Vengeance? For that lady seems so vengeance. silly." Um, and we start the movie and then instantly the title card's like title Sympathy card. for Lady Vengeance. I'm like, "What the heck?" So dumb. What 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 is. <laughs> (laughs) up and you go to like imdb and look at alternate titles the asian english title is sympathy for lady vengeance so that's clearly the original (laughs) title title. i don't know what's up in america (laughs) but yeah sympathy for lady vengeance i think a a masterpiece i think pretty darn sick (laughs) right um I don't I didn't I didn't love it quite as much as you did clearly. I love um, but it, but I really really love dude. what it's trying to do. Um its filmmaking is literally impeccable gasp from a Park Chan-wook film who would have thought um. Right. I was about to say. I think Park Chan Wook is probably one of like the best directors out there. Its use of color, blocking, editing, cinematography, blocking character work, pacing. Always, it's always so good. <laughs> the script itself is really impressive. Right. I think. I think honestly, the only problem I have with the entire film is its pacing. It's not quite yeah it feels it, a, it, it feels a little long, yeah it feels a little too long in some parts, which, which is a shame, shame yeah, yeah. <laughs> outside of that like it's it's just so good right um and it and it does a really like i don't i don't know what to expect this is the first of any of his vengeance <laughs> movies that I've seen, yeah, and I did not know what to expect, but it offers a surprisingly nuanced look at vengeance and like I don't know. For some reason, I expected these to be like, yeah, Vengeance You expected more like exploitation movies kind of thing? Kind of like Kill Bill, you know? I was expecting Kill Bill. Interesting. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, Mr. Vengeance is a very nuanced movie, and this one is too, I would argue, so. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. I love the note it ends on. I love the cast. I love the, dude, the gun prop is like the (laughs) sickest thing in the world. Yeah, shout out to the gun in this movie. It looks awesome. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) But but I do I do wanna I do wanna restate this for for my podcast audience. I don't know what it is, and I think it's gotta be like in, unless I'm going crazy. Seeing being that I haven't watched very many Korean films. Okay. But maybe I'm just going crazy. But is there like something different culturally? Audience answered this in Korea towards dogs. Because, like, the two Korean filmmakers that I've watched some of their films from, Bong Joon Ho and Park Chan Wook, both of them have like very negative stuff towards dogs. <laughs> And I don't know where that comes from. I think it's just a cultural thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, saying. Remember, Is that, like, I don't a cultural, know what it stems from, though. Like, do people just not like dogs that much in Korea? Is that a thing? Like, are dogs like negatively? I think, more like more a, negatively? I think there's a lot are, of, like, religious traditions around dogs. I was about to say, dogs are, like, American sweethearts. <laughs> right? I was about to say, like, I know a lot of Asian countries don't like dogs that much. People in, like, a lot of people in India don't like dogs yeah. that much. Because there are so many, like, wild dogs. Mean dogs yeah. in India. <laughs> like all the dogs in America are like domesticated and just kind of dumb, <laughs> goofy little guys. Yeah, they're just goofy little. So guys. I don't know. I just thought that was that was something of note. Don't this this movie would would in fact make it on? Does the dog die? The dog die? Oh gosh, that that scene. I was like, oh no. <laughs> But yeah, lots of. Just an insanely cool movie that works really well stylistically. Yeah. Um, Very, very cool (laughs) stylistically. Um, Love the gun prop. The gun is like the coolest thing (laughs) happening in the movie. I gave it a four and a half out of five. I gave it a five out of five, man. It's. That's just throwing out five stars. You get a five star. Green you Room, Green star. Room, and Lady Vengeance. I don't think, I think those are both are five star really star great movies. movies, I think dude. Green Room is not any... Revy. listen, I don't think Green Room is anywhere near on the same tier as Lady Vengeance. Well, they're different kinds of movies. But, Revy right? Lady Vengeance is much better. I mean, yeah, Lady Vengeance is better, but... <laughs> uh, then on the 20th, we watched Snow White, which yeah, we just talked we about. We just talked about it. Crazy. Who would have thought it. And then also on the 20th, later that day, later after... Actually, surprisingly enough, after we recorded the last segment you heard, but before we recorded this yes. segment, we, on Earth. we sat down and we watched uh, Dario Argento's Inferno. Yes. A uh, sequel uh, to Suspiria. I guess not like... I mean, it is kind of a direct sequel. I was going to say more like spiritual successor to Suspiria. It's like a loose sequel. Yeah, it's like it a loose technically sequel. like... I mean, you could watch them out of order, but yeah. it is a sequel to Suspiria. <laughs> yeah. Weird, weird movie Um, for multiple reasons <laughs> other than just its relation to Suspiria. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the weirdest thing about this is that, like, it's very, very similar to Suspiria, as you would imagine. Yeah. But at the same time, its writing is so drastically <laughs> different from Suspiria because Suspiria is this very simple, like, narrative. Yeah. You Girl follow goes Susie. To a she's like, oh, this school's so weird. And then, like, <laughs> she gets poisoned. She wants to figure out why blah 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 Blah, blah, blah. this one is like switching (laughs) literally switching main characters every like 20 minutes did you read my they never yeah they like never interact Uh, it's like three different protagonists and they share like two scenes (laughs) um the plot there's not much plot Not much plot there's not much even investigating of like because like the whole thing it like presents the fact that like each of these three witches which you know the three mothers are introduced yeah the witch um, mothers there's the one from suspiria which we've seen yes and her little thing in germany <laughs> her little and now we have we have the one in new york yes. and we're at her little thing yeah um but there's not much exploration of her of her home i like um, that i like that it's just like an apartment building you're right she just has an apartment <laughs> complex and like she She's not actually in the film for too much, which to be fair, neither is the witch from Suspiria, but it's just different vibe in this movie when she's not like some old thing trying to recover from like Mm -hmm. being super old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just kind of weird. And there's a lot of scenes that literally just never go explained. Um, It's a crazy movie, dude. (laughs) Like they find this one thing in the floorboards and then like, like it's like this Thing that had been introduced earlier about like part of the lore around the witches, and he finds this note, and it's just in Latin, and they read the Latin, and then never tell you what it means. It's quite good. I don't know. There, there's a bunch of like plot points and beats that are just so strange that don't really make much sense. Like the like the like the woman in the music hall, who I thought for sure would be the 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 mother, right? But then she's just not. It's so funny, dude. I swear. There, but you know. As like weird and like nonsensical as a lot of it is, um, it looks phenomenal at the very least. Well, it's, like, nonsensical, but at the same time, it feels extremely planned. Like, everything feels very deliberate. And I think the atmosphere that it curates is something extremely interesting to watch. Yeah. I love, like, the world of these movies, like this and Suspiria. I just want to spend more time in the universe. (laughs) Right. Finding out more about these witches. Um, See, it's finding out more about this architecture, man. (laughs) Right. Dude, whoever, like irl designed (laughs) these things insane i don't know any buildings in new york that look like that that's all i'm saying like dude the architecture in these movies suspiria and inferno is just beautiful yeah the way they utilize space in this like there's so many good like and memorable set pieces kind of like suspiria a lot of the kills are like very location based yeah um and they do a really good job of tying that in. I was about to say it's not as scary as Suspiria by any means. No, but, not really. Yeah, but it is very fun. It's it's a blast, dude. Some of the kills in Inferno are so. Cool. At one point, there's this guy and he's getting eaten <laughs> alive yes. by rats, and he says, "Help! I'm getting eaten alive by rats." <laughs> just calls out help. I'm getting eaten by rats, <laughs> which is very funny. <laughs> and then like this New York butcher just comes up. He's like, and "I'm the butcher," it. and then he just stabs <laughs> and he just him. <laughs> And he's, no reason. Okay, I'm... well, I, I read that. I, I saw people being like, he just kills them for no reason. This random kid. I read that as, because in Suspiria, very often, like, there's a lot of kills done by other people I who know. are just bewitched. I know. And I would assume like, that that's he's what bewitched. it is, but they don't set it up at all. Well, yes, they do, because he goes and he complains to the witches. He complains <laughs> to them about their cats. I mean, and then he's trying to kill their cats. And then. Well, no, I'm saying the butcher guy yeah. isn't, like, set up at all. Oh, well. You know... He <laughs> doesn't. He doesn't need to be set up. (laughs) No, I just think it's funny. I was like... (laughs) I was like, oh no, he's getting eaten by rats. <laughs> and then someone comes over and kills him anyway. <laughs> right? Like, I feel like that's almost like a mercy kill. <laughs> right? It's funny. Instead of getting slowly eaten alive by rats. But yeah, I ended up rating Inferno a four out of five. I, I might bump it, it up to I a give five, it, honestly. I gave it a four and a half out of five. One of the few times that of late, anyway, that I've given a rating higher, higher than again. Robbie. Um, yeah, man. it's <laughs> Inferno's a blast i but, love the ending but of again movie, there's man. just something i can't even explain it properly <laughs> i put in my review that i just have no idea how to explain it but i just really love these movies right um, there's something so like kind of cheap and weirdly niche about them even more so than like phenomena which has a very similar vibe <laughs> yeah but like it's just not like like suspiria and inferno i'm like yeah <laughs> this is it this is what but then we need. they like they look phenomenal i don't know it's it's so crazy like where the like craft of the movie like sticks out because it's very unconventional by like my american movie standards right by american movie standards people would probably say this looks cheap and bad but at the same time like, the lighting it, is like outstanding but the it set like design works. is phenomenal yeah. the cinematography is great um it's crazy dude Dude, little, little, the death <laughs> costume burning in the inferno. Yes. One of the craziest shots ever, I think. That was so cool. <laughs> Such a good shot. Uh, Dario Argento's an odd filmmaker, and you could feel so much of his stylistic influence in, like, everything he does. Right. There were a lot of, like, bugs in this one, and I just kept thinking of phenomena. Like, uh, they had the they had the little lizard, they got the bugs. Ooh, think about the water... Anyway, I could do a whole episode on, like, Inferno. <laughs> on Inferno There's yeah, so much crazy. to talk about in Inferno. Um some uh, like insane sequences a very unconventional movie with a very unconventional ending especially compared to suspiria it's so um, the ending is so funny i think <laughs> but yeah i um, loved it um, yeah no it's it such a good time four and a half uh, that's the last thing we watched yeah that's what we watched uh, over the past week yeah uh, thanks mm-hmm. for some, tuning some in pretty cool movies yeah uh, i was hope, about you guys, hope you guys enjoyed it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> go check out, go check out Fallen Angels if you're old enough and want to watch. it. I was about to say, same goes for uh, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance or Inferno. Or oh, Inferno, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go watch a good movie. Yeah, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.